Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. Our body's swapping. Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are discussing the 2016 comedy Mama Boy. And I hear you saying, well, haven't you already done that? Well, yes, we have. <laughs> um, but some of our friends, Brod and Damas from the Hunting Season Podcast, decided to inflict the film on themselves after they heard our episode for some reason. (laughs) And they have some thoughts. So we thought we'd bring him in and have a special follow-up discussion um, and hear what they have to say about that. Also, Brendan accidentally deleted the recording we did for this episode. (laughs) I didn't realise we were telling people. (laughs) So this is the episode you get. (laughs) But we're very excited to have uh, Bron and Damask uh, back to the show. So, yeah, welcome back, guys. Thank you. Thanks, I think. As you're introducing us, you sort of said friends with a question mark at the end. Yeah, You weren't quite sure. (laughs) To be fair, we haven't been very kind to you. Is that because, like, we're like, why are you coming on to defend Mama Boy? (laughs) I think it's more because I've inflicted so many bad things on you guys that I'm, I am really dubious that you regard me as your friend. (laughs) (laughs) You're checking with us, friends, right, guys? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So. Before we get into the meat and bones of Mama Boy, um, what's been happening on the Hunting Seasons podcast? Uh, most recently, we released an off-topic, hot-topic episode, which is a bit like your um, Tenuous Recommendations episodes, uh, yeah. where we talk about TV news and what we've been watching and actually what we've been playing this week, a bit of video game talk. That was good. <laughs> and the week before that, we reviewed Squid Game Season 1, and next mm-hmm. week we'll be reviewing Season 1 of oh, Why the Last Man, the show I've been waiting Ooh. to come out for 20 years and... <laughs> It's been cancelled after one season. <laughs> I oh, I've started watching Squid Game, but I haven't gotten through it all, so I haven't listened to the episode sure. yet. I'm watching it with a friend, so it's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying it so far. Mm. Why the last last man? I watched the first two episodes and kind of stopped. And I know Brendan was the same. Um, I did the I, same thing for a long time as well. Yeah, mm. I did too. And I've got. Five days to watch the remaining eight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I weirdly, very strangely for me, before our off-topic, hot-topic episode, I didn't realise that we would, that was what we were doing. I thought we were doing Why the Last Man. So I stayed up all night watching this show that I was like, fuck, I don't want to watch this. I watched about- There's some solid episodes. They're like 50 <laughs> yeah. minutes. And then I watched like six episodes and Broad told me that we were doing off-topic, hot-topic. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish watching this show. It somehow got its hooks in me. And I was someone who thought it was a piece of shit right at the beginning. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, 
But there's a lot of story there and I, <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, man, a season two would be really nice. But <laughs> who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? That's your- Maybe I have to dive back in. I mean, it's been cancelled. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and how about Squid Game? Do you, would you recommend people give that show a watch and then listen to your uh, episode? I, I mean, like I feel like everyone has. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. already has watched it. We were the last people to watch <laughs> yeah. it. So, yeah. I was astounded my parents watched Squid Game. I'm wow. like, Ooh. they read a subtitled TV series. Yeah, but nobody's watching it. Nobody's watching it with subtitles. Like, what? I am, but nobody else is. What? Mm. Yes, they are. What are you talking about? No, Who's watching the dub? Spe- dumb dub. Everyone yeah. that I've spe- spoken to is watching the dub. Yeah. What? And yeah. the dubs are out, as we've as we've regularly said on this program. We're pro-dub. Uh, no, you're watch- pro-dub. <laughs> I'm pro-good dub. I'm pro-dub mm. of Evangelion and of Cowboy Bebop, and, th- and that's about it. Um- I just can't do dub live action. Like yeah, that feels really you, yeah. 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 When Weird. when there's been a performance there, it's not just the vocals, mm. it's a it's a uh, physical performance and yeah. like the lip syncing and stuff. Like that's the thing. The anime can get away with it a little bit and video mm. games and stuff, because the animation happened later. I had this exact yeah. thought a few days ago. Yeah. It's much easier with animation. When it's live action, gotta gotta read the subtitles, guys. Do the work. Mm. Unless, Unless it's like can't. a seventies or eighties like kung fu film. <laughs> Unless you can't. Then you can do yes. a dub. Yes. Then it's yes. On to Mama Boy. You list, obviously listen to our episode. For mm-hmm. people that don't, didn't, which you should probably go listen to it before you listen to this one. <laughs> um, but Mama Boy is a film um, from 2016, and it's about a boy who's in high school and he knocks up his girlfriend, who happens to be the preacher's daughter, and she is deathly afraid of revealing that she's pregnant to everyone because. Um, her dad will, mm. I don't know, beat her I up. I believe at the beginning her. she states that she is afraid of everything. Um, yes. So, yeah, that leads into that. <laughs> uh, so it, it happens that he, uh, the main character's uncle is a crazy scientist who has invented a machine that can swap fetuses from one person to another. <laughs> I love you I love you trying to make this sound like this is a reasonable plot line. Like, as you say it, like you're trying to give it some, like, legitimacy because this is the plot. Like, it's not insanity. Go on. Um, and uh, so he convinces her to do it. When she gets there, though, she kind of passes out and they do it anyway. And uh, from that point on, <laughs> um, uh, he carries her baby to term. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess hilarity ensues. <laughs> um, Boy, does but, it. Yeah. But, I mean, my uh, kind of thoughts on this film is like, Films this insane don't come along very often, mm, and I feel I like mean. there's not many films that make as many mistakes as this film does on every level: script, <laughs> acting, editing, sound, everything, sound, <laughs> everything. Um, so, uh, what about our discussion of it made you guys want to actually dive into this film, and what was that experience? Didn't like? think the fart jokes were funny. I didn't either. <laughs> Paul was the one who was laughing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul loves fart jokes, actually. That's just where uh, I'm straight. I think you're getting confused with no, another no, no. Mike. Definitely heard Paul Mincy loves fart jokes. <laughs> um, the, the, the reason I wanted to watch it is 
you obviously went out of your way to try and fit this into the formula for your podcast because you thought (laughs) it was worth discussing. Yes, he did. Really, really stretched the formula for this one. And I, like you, do love really bad movies. But movies are Mm. so bad, they're good. Um, The Room is obviously the obvious example there. And when you touted this as being like the missing, like this this hidden gem of a of the room level sort of mm. bad, so bad mm. it's good film. I had to give this a go. However, listening uh-huh. to the podcast didn't help me because Brendan and, and Lucy really did a good job of, you know, convincing me this is actually terrible, like terrible, <laughs> terrible, and not worth the time of uh, going to watch it. So Damask and I sort of decided we'd do it, but we would- be under the influence a little bit to do it. Okay, yeah. we're like yeah, a yeah. nice little like <laughs> evening catch up via Zoom. Yeah, because we yeah. we've because obviously now we're living on opposite sides of the country, so from time to time we'll watch a movie together. Usually, like you mm-hmm. know, a Marvel film or a big Disney property or whatever. It was the first yeah. time we decided to watch a bad movie together in this <laughs> yeah. way because we would often watch bad movies together all the time. Yeah. Oh my. I- had a fucking great time. Like <laughs> and yes, we were we were not sober and that really yeah. helped. Um it would like I would there were moments where I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. Oh, um, so but I good. actually hadn't listened to your podcast because I remember because we've got a movie club with Paul. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were doing this um for mm-hmm. the podcast. So I didn't want to listen to the podcast before I had watched it. So I was coming yeah. comp- I had no idea what I was headed for. <laughs> um and I'm kind of glad that I wasn't su- like I could be surprised by it and boy was it surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe I thought you guys were going to come on here and be like Paul you piece of shit. I mean I I'll always like- come on here and say that Paul no matter what. Um, <laughs> I thought you guys were going to defend Lisa, and I was like, what? Oh, no, no, I will defend Lisa. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah to we're that. definitely going to defend Lisa. Uh, yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Totally. Yeah, That's yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, so, That's like so you... first notes are about Lisa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but before we get to the, like, meat and potatoes, mm. so you do, would you put this on the level of something like The Room and Birdemic? Do you feel like this is a film that needs to be discovered and, like, group watched and, you mm. know, parodied to that point? I would put this in, because there's def- different levels and categories of mm. bad films. I think films like um, Birdemic and The Room are from the minds of madmen. Um, <laughs> this seems like people who, I mean, they're obviously insane because how could you not be? <laughs> but this seems like more of like a collaborative effort and everyone on every level was bad at their job. Yeah. Um, so it's a, I would put this in kind of more of a, I've recently watched He's All That, which I was, oh, yep, I thought yep. it was just going to be like, okay, this is going to be bad. But that was so bad. Um, mm. I was like, oh, this is a genuinely enjoyable bad movie to watch. I would put it mm. more with He's All That than I would The Room, I think. Yeah, mm. I think I agree. I think th- this is not quite reaching the levels of The Room or Birdemic, which was going to be my tenuous recommendation, actually, because I fucking love <laughs> Birdemic. But the, <laughs> um, but this is, yeah, this is different in that it is just it's it's people who are just terrible at what they're doing. It's exactly what yeah. it is, as opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to like there's something actually wrong with them, and they are interesting from a like a psychological level. It's just like mm. oh, everyone sucks at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, okay, let's get straight into it. Mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. How can you justify He how stole her or- baby, Paul. He stole her fucking baby. Yeah, it's that pretty was- straightforward. At no point does she consent to that surgery. Exactly. To that decision. She's blacked that, out. They take the baby. <laughs> after oh, sorry, she's that, she's, no, 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 she's no. just said, what do you mean after that? You're right. <laughs> Get over it, Lisa. Get over it. It's ridiculous. Hey, no, no, right? no, no, no. My thing is, okay, they, okay, they you hate stole women. the fe- I get it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they stole the fetus out of her body. Yes. Disgusting. Horrible thing. Yeah, that's but like Handmaid's Tale level yeah, shit. I, like, it's I was like, insane. this is a horror Wait a film, second, is this an ambush? Have you come on our own podcast to cancel us? But not once did she mention that afterwards. She well, we don't get her perspective, once. Paul. <laughs> exactly. At no point do we ever get to sit down with this woman who has gone through probably the most traumatic thing a woman, a pregnant woman can possibly go through. We don't see her at all. We see this guy, I don't know, looking sad and eating pudding for like two hours. We get nothing from her. It's ridiculous. Nah, justice for Lisa. That's That's my take. She she is history's greatest monster. <laughs> <laughs> like he did her a favor. She she <laughs> did not want to be pregnant, but mm. she obviously didn't want to abort the baby. So she was he, asking for it. Is that what I'm hearing? For? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally no other way this could have been achieved, and he managed to achieve it. Like she didn't want it to be achieved <laughs> at all. But, but she went there. Like she went. There. She went. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Just remember that, everybody. If yeah. you go home with somebody and they decide that you don't want to do room. something, yeah, exactly. you've already consented and yeah. no longer yeah. can be held accountable for their actions. Fine. Good to know, Paul. All right. For the rest Luna. of the episode, we won't be hearing from Paul and Brendan. Uh- <laughs> Uh, what I think Paul is trying to say. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Devil's advocate over here. Where's the Dora? Yeah, go for it. I don't know where. I don't know how I can get out of this book. Some real solid points. Basically, what we're saying is we should listen to Bill Cosby. No. Oh God, uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna leave. After, um, after we watched the film, I immediately texted Paul and was like, "Paul, you never mentioned that she did it without consent." Paul was like, "Yes, we did." I was like, "You okay? If you it did, was, it was a big it was enough headline." Mentioned. I re-listened to the podcast. It yeah. got brought up and instantly was papered over. Like, <laughs> yeah, it who was- brought it up? Who brought it up, bro? <laughs> oh, we got an it ally papered. over here. That's true. <laughs> And That's they good. said, stop talking about it, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what happened. That's lies and slanders. <laughs> it should have been the headline. This was instantly turned to a horror film for me. I was like, yep. I cannot yeah. believe what I just witnessed in this movie mm-hmm. and no mm-hmm. one seems to care about it. Yeah. It was so strange. <laughs> yeah. It was really off-putting. Yeah, but yeah. she was really annoying after it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she was, let's be honest, g- fellas. She was a fucking bitch. Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You mentioned before we do a movie club, Mm -hmm. um, and one of the movies we recently all watched together was um, Back to the Future, which Mm -hmm. we all agreed pretty much was one of the best movies of all time, and it's a perfect movie, Mm -hmm. and I know Brendan thinks that as well, so... What did you guys think of all the Back to the Future references <laughs> and the uncle being a play on Doc? Mm. What a beautiful homage to um, that <laughs> film. I- <laughs> no, look, obviously it's absolutely absurd, but the one thing I really enjoyed about that character was um, that he felt the need to have a parasol when he was standing in sunlight and yet drives a convertible. That was like a little <laughs> bit of costuming that I was like, well, no one is looking in at the frame at all at this. Like, there's no thought going into anything. It's one of those things like, mm. oh, we need a mad scientist. Let's just smash in these, like, weird pop culture references, but we won't actually reference it because we don't want to be sued. Stuff. It was, it was <laughs> nonsense. can't afford to get it sued. It was absolute nonsense. I, I have a slightly hazy memory of the film, if I'm being honest. But from, what, <laughs> from my recollection, once the, the transition of the fetus is achieved, he mm. basically disappears from the film, right? Like, he, there's no follow-up. There's no, he's interested in how this experiment goes. It's like, we see a montage of Kelly reading a book on pregnancy, probably while in the laboratory, because the monkey's there, I think. And, like, that's as close as we get to seeing the doc guy again. He just disappears completely from the film until the very, mm. very end, I think, he shows up a little bit towards the end. It's... Well, they only they only had two hours to tell the story. A lot of other stuff. <laughs> we had to spend time with all the other characters, like that fucking nurse. Oh, the nurse! Oh my god, it was so upsetting. Like, though the, they were the scenes that I wasn't laughing. I was just like, my hand was in my head, and I was just saying, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I was so horrified by what I was seeing. This weird pedophile woman who is also yeah. hitting on the principal. It was just bizarre. And one of, the, like, it's a performance for the ages. I don't <laughs> think I've, I, I can't think of many other performances mm. that literally gave me, like, a visceral reaction where I wanted to run away. Like, <laughs> the way that she was delivering the lines <laughs> so slowly, mm. you just wanted to, like, put your hands in the screen and shake her and say, like, just speed up. Yeah. <laughs> Her character and the principal both had this thing where they were told they were fucking hilarious. They were convinced mm. they were the best part of this movie and yeah. leaned yeah. into every single facial expression, line delivery, and then for some reason they decide not to edit any of it out mm. either. It's well, I think like, we can all agree all that there. what they were doing was hilarious. Um, I don't think any <laughs> any of the jokes that <laughs> But, oh, um, so you guys were talking about, like, I can't remember saying, like, Tobolowski, like yeah, why he would be on this. I had a theory that Mm -hmm. the principal was like an old improv friend from back in the day of Tobolowski, and that's why he's in this film. That's the only way I could somehow justify it. He got a friend. He got a friend friend of favor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) he should be embarrassed. He should. He should have like formally issued an apology. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for it. Yeah, but it's funny, like. Okay, it's a, a very low-budget, under-the-radar kind of movie, but mm. there's no, like, director's interview. There's no, nothing for this film. There's, like, there's a couple of, like, red carpet interviews um, on YouTube. Apart from that, there's very little background on how this got made, why this got made, mm. who's funding it, 
who like because it, it's very clear that there's some sort of religious funding. Mm. I do think it's like here. a faceless Christian mob of like cool Christians. Like a bunch of yeah. pastors got together and wrote the script and like, fuck, we're funny. My first mm. impression was this isn't a religious film. It's like the first aggressively agnostic film because it was so like against sort of like organized religion, religion, right? It's like mm. this idea that God will forgive you, but very vague, not a specific God, not mm. the God from we the priest. We don't like rules, of- man. Exactly. Mm. It was like very agnostic, but then it became a little bit more towards the end became a bit more religious again and then it's like it's either that hip hillsongy type like, mm. like a cheap mm. hillsong-esque church that produced this or it was made by someone who was ostracized for having a teen pregnancy by their church and so like they're an still religious type vibe. yeah they're mm. religious still but they were ostracized from their church and this is like their experience about how that's uncool and god wouldn't be like that mm. and then actually yeah. So do you think I think like it was I, Lisa or Kelly, the person who wrote this. It could be either. It's probably it could have been the guy. Let's let's say both of them were ostracized. Mm. He can still go on to write. I have no. I don't. For some reason, I don't think this film has a female perspective. I doubt it was the <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> yes, I this do film like, is downright hateful towards women. I feel. Yes, I mean a hundred percent. I think I realized it was probably a Christian film, or you know, a, affiliated loosely with some kind of religious belief was because the problem has a very clear solution which is called abortion mm-hmm. i was yeah. like well, they're talking about this problem i was like well, you can just have an abortion pre- uh, we're pretty sure that's why lisa went there it's like oh yeah your uncle has uh, something <laughs> yeah. they take care of got this. a coat it's hanger like, got it. let's yeah. go yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not what it was yeah she was looking for a back alley abortion she wakes up and now her boyfriend has stolen her fetus tough stuff you're tough. welcome it's a hard day <laughs> <laughs> but in the end of the day, if that's what she wanted, isn't that what she got? No, like, essentially, <laughs> because her child is going to is... live in the world, and what her choice? She's got to either abandon it or like just accept that her boyfriend has made this choice for her. But at the point that he's taken away fetus... her rights to her own body, is what I'm saying, and it's not. But cool, at the man. point that the fetus <laughs> leaves her body, is it her baby anymore? Isn't it then his baby? <laughs> This is no, so real. that's not how it works. <laughs> this crowd treading very loudly. I'm refusing to comment right now. I'm gonna let Paul dig up, stupid. <laughs> oh my god, no, Paul, that's incorrect. Can, can you can you get can- the question is can you get cancelled over this hypothetical? <laughs> Can't ever happen situation. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Find out in real time. Yeah. (laughs) So, Gary Busey also has a very uh, interesting cameo in this film. What did you guys think of that? Honestly, he was a highlight for me. I actually Mm. was really enjoying what Gary Busey was doing. He knew what sort of movie he was on. He was leaning into it, and he was Mm. just having a good time. I I love the lines that they gave him. I think at one point he's talking to the the team on on the field, and he's just like, oh, you guys have to go to this area where you just walk down that way, um, and then you take a left um, and go through the door. What the fuck is that line? I, it was I just do like believe that so was weird and specific. I definitely think he was like adding his own dialogue to this. Yeah, I'm sure he was blackout drunk because you'd fucking have to be. And he was yeah. just like rocking up and be like, I'm just going to improv it, guys. Just going to improv it. And as you mentioned before, like the editors didn't edit anything out of this film. Mm-mm. Like you have the feeling that every scene 
was completely played out, finished to end, and then they didn't do any well, edits. That was because they only shot it from one angle. It was just <laughs> toothers. It was just toothers. To see them cut to singles was really strange and quite exciting when it happened. Because most yeah. of the time it would just be a twofer all the way yeah. through. When they go to a single, you're like, wow, this is cinema. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had nothing to cut, cut to. Cut to. Villanou just entered the room all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I do have one thing to say. Um, yeah. The quote-unquote slutty girl was like the only good person in town. Yes. Because this film is simply about, let's be honest, if no one knows that he's pregnant, he's just a guy who's put on a bit of weight and everyone turns into a monster. And the, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but the slutty girl was kind to him, was still interested in yes. him, generally mm-hmm. seemed to really like him. I felt like she was the hero of the piece. I forgot all about mm. it. She was the best part. She was yeah. like, oh, this is the hero of the film. Absolutely. I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, she was but great. why did they put her in that wig? Because <laughs> she was that's, cool. That's, as soon as I saw her, I was like, I'm sorry, is this meant to be the popular girl? Because <laughs> it just makes no sense. Yeah, when it started, I was like, what year is this set in? Because the all the cool girls in school look like they yeah. came out of, like, an early 2000s movie. Yeah, you cannot tell me this was not made in, like, 2001. Like, you simply yeah. cannot tell me that it exists in the modern era because it doesn't. And the musical moments in this film, like, oh, yes. just next level. Um, just here. immediately went on Spotify, got the soundtrack, <laughs> you know. Was it on Spotify? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I love that he got to both have the big song at mm-hmm. the school dance and the big speech at the end of graduation. He got to double dip in the end mm-hmm. of teen films. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy, Kelly. I mean, so and, deserved. Yeah. And both amazing epic performances, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. emotional speech. But I think we can all agree that his emotional high point and the real, like, the moment that really got me in this film was when he was looking out that. Hospital window at the end. Mm. Over the crowd. Uh, and he crosses his arms, Wakanda forever. Oh you know God. that was set up, right, in the in the opening minutes. Really? Right? So yeah. when they're up in yeah. the bell tower at the start of the fil- film, he's asking she, uh, uh, Lisa, the real hero of this story, is <laughs> the victim at least. He's talking to him and asking about something. He talks about what it's like, like he dreams about playing baseball and the crowd cheering for him. And he does the same thing. It's not as grand. But he pulls his arms into yeah. a cross and then lets it go again. Or, yeah, or pulls, it, pulls it out and then pulls yeah. it into himself. He's yeah. talking about, like, you know, he loves playing baseball and he wishes he could just reach, when people are cheering for him, reach out yeah. and grab that feeling and keep it forever. And so that scene in the hospital is a yeah, direct callback and he does it. He, like, all these people love him and he's just yeah. reaching out. I find it funny reaching. that you guys are stoned. And <laughs> hey, hey, I never said that. stoned. I didn't say stoned. <laughs> I don't know what you you're You said stoned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely burnt in my brain. Um, I'll never see, see I didn't see it as him like taking it and then giving it back. No, oh, no, hands- he was, it, he was it just himself. taking it. So he was just yeah. taking it. Yeah, yeah. No, the, his hands were like reached out, like dance puppets. You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> I control this. Now trap. he's got a god complex after stealing a baby. Yeah, probably. Did, did you see the other joke <laughs> that was like that played out throughout the film as well, involving the window? Mm. No. So, what? the stained glass window, the very first scene with the preacher, oh, yeah. the stained glass mm. window, they're talking about with all this pride that's imported from Italy or, yes. the yeah. or something yeah. like that. And then when Kelly goes to meet up with Lisa at the church, he's throwing rocks at the window and you hear one smash a window. And I was like, that's the window that they were talking about the opening scene. And then later on, Stephen Tobolowsky is 
talking to someone who was fixing the window up on yeah. a ladder. They was but they like, never show it broken. They though, never show they? it broken because they couldn't afford to break it. <laughs> but <laughs> but they it had a beginning, middle, and end, and I was like. <laughs> It was. I was you almost were like really impressed when they like yeah. that third time came around. But I was like, "Oh my god, that had payoff." Yes, <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> Might be giving it too much credit, but yeah, one moment um, that you guys mentioned in your podcast, but I hadn't listened to it yet, so I had no idea it was coming. Was the frog being dissected? Yeah, I uh. lost it. I was wheezing with laughter. It was the funniest thing. Oh my god, it was. And it's a massive frog and clearly, yeah. so clearly plastic because its legs are sticking up in the air. Yeah. I just went to the $2 shop and bought a bunch of frogs. Fuck, it made me laugh so much. The fact that they didn't even try to take it out of the frame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like no. they, they could have just put the camera slightly up. Yeah. Why? See, this makes me wonder, Paul, whether this is a bit of a Brandon situation where they actually did have two cameras and they just lost the footage of one of them. So they had a close-up <laughs> and because they lost the footage, they had to rely on just the, the wide establishing for establishing shot. Yeah. yeah I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, uh, what was your, like, emotion? Like, how how much support did you need after you saw the monkey fetus? The monkey fetus? The dead monkey. The dead monkey. The monkey corpse. The monkey corpse. I was emotionally drained from the moment early in the film when I realised that Lisa had not given consent for the baby to be gone. <laughs> Nothing could shock me after that. This was I a was horror pretty film up, I was pretty upset. I was, I, yeah, I remember saying, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, I can put up with a bad movie. I don't want to see dead monkeys. Like, that's just <laughs> not the tone I'm, I'm vibing with right now. They spent um, yeah, all, yeah. They, they couldn't get a frog because they spent all their money on the dead monkeys. <laughs> But I, I'm pretty sure the dead monkey was just the live was just the monkey. monkey acting. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just sold monkey. it to fear sleep. I'm pretty sure they killed five monkeys for that. <laughs> just It's just on Valium. That's fine. <laughs> I always talk from a screenplay point of view, we just actually had our movie club before recording this. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about watching the movie Galaxy Quest. Have you guys seen Galaxy Quest? Have you seen Galaxy yeah, Quest? Yeah. Fantastic movie. We're yeah, talking brilliant. about what a brilliant script it was. Within five minutes, we're introduced to the characters. We know who they are. And with it, before in 10 minutes, we're into like Tim Allen's character is in space and like spoils for the movie, but he meets real aliens. It's like we get to the, what we need to be getting to so quickly. Efficiency in storytelling. It took 45 minutes to get to the point where <laughs> Kelly had the fucking baby inside him. <laughs> 45 minutes but you had to have that 10 minute opening credit sequence of the crazy scientist following a mouse that we never see again oh. you're making a great point Paul absolutely yeah. we did need to see that <laughs> oh can we talk about the dad mm. oh yes please I love a dad who just comes into your room and affirms your life and your choices like it was giving me real like you know Dawson Leary's dad I was like, <laughs> like he just kind of just Clearly, this person who wrote the film fucking loves their dad a lot, yeah. and that's great. <laughs> and hates their mum. And hates their mum. Or and just women, is like, she should general. be silent. <laughs> yeah. Women yeah. don't talk. No, no, no. There's no need for it. Um, but yeah, his little spiel about God, but no, no to religion. All that. I just loved every scene of that. I was like, I'm glad this is going for 15 minutes, this scene. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> if you were that, if you were Kelly's dad, and you found out that your son had done that, what would your reaction be? Well, I clearly <laughs> forgot the lesson about consent. Um, that would be my first thought as a parent. Um, and then, I don't know, take him to hospital pretty yeah, quickly. 
instantly <laughs> take him to a hospital. It's like, have you been getting prenatal care? Have you got an op guy lined up? Like, how far along are also, you? Also, how is the baby question. getting out? Yeah. Um, Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Can I see the scan? Yeah. yeah exactly. I need to call a lawyer because yeah. all the police, because my brother needs to go to prison for what he's done to my teenage son. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of things going on. Can we do a gender reveal? <laughs> what can we blow up? Yeah. But, like, it, it is mind-blowing that, you know, you think, okay, I'm the script writer, I'm writing a film about a man becoming pregnant, a cis man becoming pregnant, and at no point I'm going to put something in the script about how the baby's coming out. Nobody mentions how the baby's coming out. No one mentions anything on a medical level. No one mentions, like... Any of that shit. Paul, like- I'm not convinced the people that write this know how pregnancy works. Once he <laughs> has the baby, we skip to the point where he's just got a baby bump or a quite a, you know, a baby belly, and like mm. that. The rest of the film is just talking about how people think he looks weird. Like, I think he's fat. The, specifically, yeah, fat. looks weird. Yeah. I think Sorry. they said. Fat. Fucking fat piece of <laughs> sure. shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, there are so many things. If you're going to do I remember, I know Lucy in the podcast were, is not interested in films that are making fun of pregnancy and all that sort of stuff, and I understand that too. But, like, if you're going to do a film like this, at least make it about pregnancy. Like, yeah. talk mm. about <laughs> pregnancy, not just getting fat, yeah, which is what the whole thing was. Yeah, this film is just about a guy who got fat. <laughs> yes. That's all this film is about. <laughs> nothing to do with pregnancy whatsoever. Yeah, because at, at no point he's even, he never really feels concerned about the health and well-being of the babies. Nope. And he, like, constantly is doing things like playing baseball where, like, balls are, like, flying at you <laughs> and uh, riding a bike and doing all these things that really- Tripping into the dirt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Having, like, heated arguments in the rain and then, like, rolling around in the mud. Like, (laughs) you should. So, what was your perspective on the dramatic scene where Lisa confronts Kelly and asks for her baby back? She's a woman who is- no, she's extremely traumatized and she has every right to be upset. What the- Yeah, I will say, weird- decision to come to when he's like two weeks away from giving yeah. birth like yeah. i was like okay well you can just wait two weeks so that's, <laughs> that's not gonna be hard like he said he's like could eight and a half any, months pregnant yeah like, could be on. any second now just yeah. like <laughs> just wait <laughs> but for me that was the comedic highlight of the film just purely on a performance level mm. on uh the the score just it, it encapsulated everything that was wrong about the film. Like, in like the, the line, the line, possession is nine tenths of the law. And baby, I'm possessed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm possessed, baby. <laughs> baby. Oh, God. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. Good stuff. I can see why they, I reckon they wrote that line and then framed the entire film around it. And then wrote <laughs> forwards and backwards from yeah. that scene. Yeah, they're, they're like, fuck, that's a good line. I need to use it somewhere. Let's write an insane film. So after we recorded the episode, um, I started following Kelly on Instagram. Uh, of, course. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Um, if, you, uh, if you ever go to our Instagram and looked at our followers, all you would see is shirtless men. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I'm not going to deny it. It's yeah. true. Um, my Discover feed is pretty much porn at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it seems like he's kind of stepped away from acting as like a lifestyle influencer. And I, I don't think this film had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I'll be honest, I think he made the right choice. So good for him. I would be surprised uh, if 
several careers when ended from this film. <laughs> <laughs> Can you end a career that never really started? The yeah. Most- yeah. I feel like a lot of people on this film, it was just like a job. Like they were actually yeah. just, you know, the local school teacher or something is manning the camera. Like I don't think the anyone's career was in jeopardy except But that's for a bit that surprised me. In the end credits, we got to see behind the scenes footage and there was oh. a relatively big crew. Like they were making so yeah. like mm. I was surprised by how much mm. how many people oh, were on that set. And no fun? one said oh. yeah, yeah, but no one said, <laughs> Guys, I think this is really bad. Like <laughs> I'm sure they said it, but they wanted that money. So they were snickering like, to themselves, yeah. like, Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna run away like a mm. band. Yeah, yeah, when they're at that catering tent, they're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. On on the uh like uh red carpet interviews, one of them they're they're interviewing Kelly and they're like, Oh, you know, what, what are we gonna expect from this film? He's like, I think it's gonna be really funny. I haven't seen it yet, but from this feeling on set, I think this is gonna be a really funny movie. Uh, and I'm thinking, Oh no. <laughs> it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. <laughs> Brilliant. But again, like, I just don't feel like people have discovered this. Like, I feel like people should have talked about, like, why isn't this on how this get made? Like, people should have, like, we are the first major review of this film. Like, no one else has reviewed it. I don't know like, why your calling tone us is major. acting like it's shocking. It's not, that's not shocking to anyone. <laughs> yeah. This but is buried be. deep but, into the bowels of Amazon. Like, you couldn't so find many... it without getting an excavation team. It's, it's, the reason no one has found this, it was picked up in some d- deal that Amazon did with a, some yeah. catalogue of films and it just popped I mean, Amazon's on there. films are fucking atrocious. This it just makes me wonder what else is out there. Like, yeah. there could be all sorts of stuff. Just there's so there. many bad movies, uh, there's, but there's very few that are bad in this way, I feel. Like, bad on this many levels. So, I I, I still stand by it's a It's a special film. I want people to discover it still. Right. Well, you have to tweet it, how did this get made then? Because I'm sure they'd, yeah. be, they'd be interested. You, you can tell Paul wants to do this because this is his second podcast episode about <laughs> this thing. Are you just going to make an offshoot podcast where you yes. just get different people to come on and talk about Talk about Boy Boy. I would so be down for that. I know you would, Paul. It's not tell. a joke. I'm concerned. <laughs> All right, so on our episodes, we always do a tenuous swap. Mm-hmm. So um, we did ours last time. So I want to hear yours. Uh, what do you think uh, people should watch instead of Mama Boy that's related to Mama Boy in some way? I get the feeling I'm late to this by the fact that we've already brought it up on the podcast. But my <laughs> recommendation was going to be in terms of like the room is the one everyone knows about. I, I don't know how well Birdemic is known. Because it hasn't had a feature film made about it or a book written mm. about it like The Room has. Birdemic, mm. Shock and Terror is mm. one of my all-time favorite bad yeah, so films. Good. Fucking love it. You want to talk about a long introduction, watch an intro that's just a guy driving a fucking car for 10 In minutes to start time. the movie. In real time. <laughs> that's how that movie starts. It uh, The scene of him... Of them all getting their bonuses when they sell the company and all the applause around the table in the in the conference room alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah. And that's before the birds start attacking. Like <laughs> it's fantastic. Birdemic is and I think you can find it all on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. I've got a confession. I've never actually watched it. Paul, oh you're God, kidding. Paul. That's why I'm recommending it. That oh, yeah. is our next oh. one of these nights. We're gonna watch Birdemic together. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm down for love that. Birdemic. It's so good. One of the best nights I ever had with Damask was 
sitting around getting drunk and other things, <laughs> watching <laughs> shit films. And Birdemic was one of them. It was, yeah, oh, it, it was a blast. Just blew our mind. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's really good. That's really fun watch. Yeah, good good recommendation, Bre- brother. Brendan, what was the last bad movie we watched together? I'm pretty sure it was something that Mama Boy. <laughs> Brad and Damascus. What did you do for the podcast this week? I feel like 33 AD was no. I, that's uh, a film. Uh, listening to you guys talk about it, just the title alone, I figured it must like 33 AD. So Assassin 33 is it or 33 Assassin? Uh, or what it is? Assassin 33 AD. Assassin 33 AD. So this yes. is an assassin yeah. in the time of Jesus, is what I know. No. It's in the now. And they time travel back to assassinate Jesus. Yeah, that's- and the disciples. Yeah, that's amazing. No, 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 no. the that's ultimate incredible. jihad. The last. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend that one. But um, we did watch one that you guys had mentioned um, at Halloween. Brendan and I watched Sleepaway Camp. Oh, oh yes. I, I know you guys had mentioned that mm. you had watched it as a mm-hmm. bad movie together. Yeah, and that Actually, was the same one. night we watched Birdemic. I'm pretty sure. I think that was yeah. the same night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, we lost our minds. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an epic. That was epic. I really mm. enjoyed that one. That, that one is actually genuinely now good parts epic. of that movie. Like, there's genuinely fun, and there's genuine like. It's yeah. insane. It's bonkers. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's like 90% had a, good a fun, time. like, hangout teen film and yeah. then the 10% of, like, a fucked up slasher yeah. film. It really <laughs> reframes Wet Hot American Summer. Like, once yeah. you watch yeah. Sleepaway Camp, you go Fully. back and watch, you like, this is even funnier now. I, I think yeah. if it, I think it, without the ending, it wouldn't have the reputation it does. I think it all yeah, comes oh, down yeah, to how it sure. ends, which is... Yeah. Like it needed more of the mother. Controversial, <laughs> say the least. Say yeah. yeah. Say the it least. would actually make a good double feature with Mama Boy, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to leave with really confusing feelings? Yeah. yeah, exploration of gender and gender roles. Like What an exploration, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Consent of cutting off heads. <laughs> uh, all right, so, Damas, what's your tenuous recommendation? All right, I've, I've got two. Um, all right, so if you want to watch a Christian film that is about a baby that goes somewhere it shouldn't, Prince of Egypt is a oh, is yes, a great yes. film. I fucking I love you were that say movie. Baby's Day Out. I was like, I didn't realize it was a Christian film. <laughs> um, although Prince of Egypt could also be a, a Jewish film, um, yeah. so that that's one of them. Um, my mm-hmm. other one was the lead guy is in a sh- was in a show called Astrid Clover with Alison mm-hmm. Snyder who is one of my favourite characters in AP Bio. And I love AP Bio. It's got Patton Oswalt in it. Um, I always forget his name. I think it's Glenn Howerton. Yeah, Glenn Howerton yeah, yeah. from Always Sunny. It's just a really funny, solid show. So watch that. Cool. I haven't, I've been meaning to rewatch Prince of Egypt. Um, I really loved it when it came out. Um, I really, like, I truly firmly believe it would make the perfect stage musical. Like, the songs are fucking mm. sick. I remember mm. I made Broad watch it quite a few years ago now because I loved it as a kid growing up. I was a little Christian loser. Um, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I, I still love it now just because I the songs are so good. Um, yeah. When You Believe, that's from that, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Um, I made Brod watch it and then he turned to me. He's like, wait, so God is the bad guy? <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't defend it because, like, he is. He's, like, killing firstborn babies and, like, smiting all these you know, certainly innocent people other than those in charge. God is the bad guy, but it's still it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm going to uh, say God is good. And thank you to all our Christian listeners. We <laughs> love and respect you and your religion. Do you really think we have Christian listeners? I think we got a few. Why oh, not? Yeah, actually, yeah, we probably do. Can, can I end with a There's weird a detail that was annoying yeah. me about the film? Yeah. What? How did they not know it was twins beforehand? Like, Because he didn't have one doctor's visit. No, no, no. <laughs> but when the guy swapped the fetus yeah. into her body... If she was anything past two weeks, which she must have been, to, you would think to know she was pregnant, there would already be two fetuses. No, because they, there was a, like, he was using some like ray gun bullshit. It wasn't like, was he, there like, a machine? Cut, her, cut him open and. I got it the out. feeling it was surgery. The way he was waking up afterwards and they were doing like the looking into his eyes and going, Are you okay? It seemed like it was fucking surgery to me. I didn't get the feeling it was a magical <laughs> machine. Uh. Well- <laughs> Interpretation. I, yeah. Maybe the one thing they did cut out of this film was the extended um, surgery, scene. the surgery sequence yeah. with full close-ups of the yeah. incisions. They cut her open with a rusty saw. Yeah, all that stuff cut out. I don't know why. That's why it took her so long to be like have my baby back. She was like building up strength. Up. <laughs> yeah. in the hospital she that's, seriously, that's my like head count. Is like she was traumatized. She was staying. She kept running away because every time she was anywhere near the guy, she had flashbacks to that fucking night. Like. Um, So usually at the end of our episodes We rank this against all the other swap films we've watched Which obviously You haven't watched all of them So um, (laughs) I couldn't live Of the ones you've you've watched with us Soul and (laughs) (laughs) What order would you put them in? (laughs) Yes So out of Futurama Lizzie McGuire (laughs) Community (laughs) Buffy Buffy Soul and this What would you rank? I'm going to add heart and soul to my list and I'm going to put this at the bottom. Yeah, it's definitely at the bottom in terms of quality. Um, In terms of enjoyment, uh, right up the top there. No, like in terms of enjoyment, I did really enjoy myself. So, mm. I had a very good time. Mm. There's always a question of how much that's the film and how much the company you're in and how much that's what you put into your body. I don't think, honestly, as much as I love this film, Watching this film with Brendan and Lucy, I think if I was watching it by myself, I might have not lasted more than 10 minutes. Based yeah. on the podcast, the, you were mostly just enjoying watching them squirm. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they, it, it's funny when you're in the room with them watching one of these films, there's like an energy radiating off them and it just like gives me life. This is why I think you deliberately suggest things like upload because you actually want people to yeah. hate you. Like you feed yeah. off people La- like upload hating you. I love. Upload, I genuinely think is good, and I will defend it to this day. If you end up taking my suggestion and we do it, Emily in Paris season two, that's a different story. (laughs) I I love it, but I expect you to hate it. But Upload, I actually genuinely thought you were going to like it. Which makes me concerned because I like the idea that you're doing this to people because it's out of your own enjoyment. But then when you talk about Upload, I'm worried that you're unwell. Like, I don't know. Let the record show Brendan likes Upload as well. So I just got to put that out there. Not not as much as Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, and now he fucking backtracked. (laughs) If we were in high school, (laughs) I just like clinging onto the social group. (laughs) (laughs) Upload sucks and you suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you survive. 
All right. Um, well, thank you so much for um, doing this for us. I know Brendan's definitely appreciative of it. <laughs> yeah. Poor Brendan. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, as soon as I heard that you guys actually made the effort and watched it, I, was, I, I really wanted to make this mm. happen in um, some way. So uh, thanks so much. Everyone who's listening to this, if you haven't listened to Hunting Seasons, you need to go listen to Hunting Seasons. Like it's genuinely, even if I wasn't on there all the time, it would be one of my favorite podcasts um every time i watch a show and you guys have watched it as well i'm really excited to listen to the episode so and stay yeah. s- stay tuned for their bonus episode where i go and, and give them shit about their dog shit takes about roy and lily from ted lasso season two because i have some things what? to say about that wait wait what no no we're gonna do this right here right now yeah. what are you saying about <laughs> roy <laughs> i'm saying you were so happy about their relationship mm-hmm. there's an episode that I want to discuss that they should have split up, they should have broken up, and she should have ended up with Nate. Like, okay, this what is a bonus fuck? episode. Whoa. So, <laughs> this is a bonus episode. So, screw all the rules. We're now doing spoilers for Ted Lasso <laughs> season two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I want need to talk this. about this. Come Let's on. go. Come on. What I, just, I just felt like it needed to be addressed. There is an episode of Ted Lasso season two. So spoilers once again. <laughs> where where so uh Roy is being a little clingy and mm-hmm. what is it Keely? Keely, yes. yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So Keely is annoyed by it. She's finding it irritating. She talks mm-hmm. to three people who are in Roy's life and discusses uh, the intimate details of her relationship with them and then he gets upset about it. Now that is very justified to me. However, the way the story frames it, he's done something wrong by getting upset about it, and then he has to apologize by drawing her buff and going down on her. How is that fair? <laughs> no, 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 hold on. No, hold on. I think you've misinterpreted the storyline to some degree. Yeah, mate, it's the like- story's not wrong. You are. So get ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he, get, he gets upset about... Because he doesn't like being talked about because he doesn't want to be perceived as a bad guy. But then he realizes that, you know, she's allowed to have some space and maybe he was being a bit clingy. That's fine. And then he, like, creates space for her and tells her, it is okay for you to have some space. Here it is. And we're great. What's wrong with that? I don't see the problem. No, he was upset because he was like, you're discussing, like... You went to everyone else before me oh, to sure, discuss sure. this problem. And he that's what he was upset about. And for some reason, that never gets addressed. She never has to, like, apologize about that. He has to come to her and apologize for for I have him unknowingly question. being what, too what's clingy. What's so wrong about... so? Because these people are not only in his life, they are her closest friends yeah. um, and her support. Why is it wrong... To for her to kind of express this situation that she doesn't know how to handle with the people in her life. Because um, that's part of the problem is like he's so clingy and that is a really kind of, that's a hard thing to bring up to someone without being like or sounding as though you're like, get the fuck off me. Um, so she wants to kind of. But I would, I would yeah, just talking to her I diamond think- dogs. So the next time that he has a problem, he goes to the diamond dogs. Keely should be upset. He never goes to the diamond dogs. He does at the end of the season. Thank you very much. <laughs> he realizes the benefit of like, even if you're happy and in a relationship, you still need more than one person, and that's okay. Her yeah. going to her her girlfriends and talking about it, I'm okay with. 
going to like everyone who like he works with and talking to them about it. But they I all happen to be the same people. They all That's come just in the, the room because <laughs> she's talking to her boss lady, and then they all yeah. come in the room, and it just it just happens that way. They all just happen to be the, the, but the people in his life and her life just also happen to be people they work with as well. Like that's just the c- circumstances. I'm gonna be devil's advocate. I'm gonna go in the middle here. I think they <laughs> both they both <laughs> should have had a moment of apologising to each other. Okay, exactly. What I want to understand is how this gets to Keely should have ended up with Nate, which is what you said a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> how do we get there? That's insane. That, and then, that is insanity. I may have been a bit hyperbolic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to step down off my soapbox now because that was the bit that was really getting me. I was like, okay, sure. The writing was slightly weak in that one scene. I'm sorry that they forgot to have Keely apologize to. I still don't think she had to, but, you know, we'll, we'll just agree to disagree on disagree. that one. No, he can do better. All right, All right. and that on. concludes our spoiler <laughs> I mean, section Weekend for Ted Lasso season Weekend two. can have whoever he wants. <laughs> That's the thing. But he's chosen Keely, right? Yeah, Keely's the one. Yeah, I will be devastated if they break up. Yeah, and I agreed. I feel like the vibe of the season is going towards that, which upsets mm. me. I'm hoping know. they'll come apart just to come back together. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. If they're going to do that, I hope they learn lessons, they grow as people so that they have a stronger bond ultimately. I agree. Yeah. I hate in TV shows when people, like, drift apart for no particular reason. Mm. That shit pisses me off. Like, we have to deal with that crap in real life. TV has to be either. It shouldn't reflect it. (laughs) It should be, like, you know, a dramatic fucking, I cheated on you, Mm. you killed my parents or some bullshit. (laughs) Other than that, you you stay together. I think, like, Parks and Rec (laughs) proved everyone that you can do that with Ben and Leslie. It's like, just when you're, you know, you've got that sexual tension of, are they going to get together? The impulse of so many creators is like, oh, well, now that tension's gone. We've got to cause chaos in the relationship. In mm. Parks and Rec, they don't do that, and the show is better for it. All that being said, thanks for listening to the show, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I love it. Uh, <laughs> All right. So um, next episode of the Swapcast podcast, we will be um, reviewing A Whisker Away, the Netflix anime movie. So that should be a fun one. Uh, I don't think it will be as controversial as <laughs> Mama Boy. <laughs> um, and uh, and what were you guys reviewing next on the hunting season? Why the last man? Why the, the last one man? and only season, more than likely. And and mm-hmm. are you going to be doing that live on Twitch as well? Or? That's the plan, yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't announced the exact time or anything yet, but it's probably going to be a Sunday night uh, in, in Australian time. But we're on okay. different coasts, which makes it really hard to organise and get <laughs> yeah. that clear, but yeah. Yeah, we will, like, just to be clear, we will never do a live Twitch version of the Swapcast podcast. <laughs> I fuck up so much. No, that that's, have- <laughs> that's the bit you bait people with. Is like You get to see us at our worst before yeah. we edit out, see it raw and uncut. That's but the- it's like literally an hour and a half of me going, fuck, shit. Um, Well, anyway, so uh, thanks for listening. And if you don't review us on iTunes, you are a piece of shit on the ground. DPW, you don't deserve to uh, be a listener. You just need to go away. (laughs) I was wondering Uh, where that was going. You don't deserve to fucking live. Just kill yourself. I don't want to be responsible for that. (laughs) So (laughs) I was Paul Mitzi. I was Brendan Levi. I heart Keely and Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I was Broderick Gordis, and I'm I, oh. against people removing faces without consent. I'm Damask Leary, and I'm all for Mama Boy. I think most teenage boys should carry their girlfriend's pregnancy. I think we all learned a lot. Amen. 
Amen. See you, bye. Bye. The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.